Hallelujah. All right, let's be seated. Let's be seated. As worship was going on, Matthew chapter 11 verse 19 came to my spirit. Reading from verse 18, Jesus said, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he is a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. The son of man came eating and drink, drinking, and they say, look, a gluten and a wine bible, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus concluded by saying, but wisdom is justified by her children. Hallelujah. And the context in which I read this is as we're worshiping, the Holy Spirit reminded me again that the world will not see you coming. Hallelujah. The world will not see you coming. The world will not see us coming. In other words, the world will underestimate you. And the world will underestimate what you carry on the inside of you. The world will misjudge you. The world will misjudge you. But they won't see you coming. And by the time you manifest, they will not be able to place side by side the manifestation. And the person that is manifesting. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ didn't look like it. And the Bible says that there was no beauty nor comeliness that when you see him, you desire him. In other words, there were no trappings in the natural that you could use to justify that, oh, this is a son of God. It didn't look like it. It didn't look like it. So in the midst of the last days, the remnant will be underestimated. The remnant will be looked down upon. The remnant will not give off a religious posture. They will not act religious. They will not sound religious. But yet, these are the people that will bring God's work to completion. Hallelujah. And so, let's just keep joining. Let's keep joining. And so today, we're going to continue with the, holy, the most holy place that we have been tracking. And one of the things that what God is exposing us to is showing us the character of the most holy place. He's helping us understand what he has locked on the inside of us. Everything that we are touching in God has been finished. When Jesus said it is finished, the perfection was finished. Your completion was finished. Your Christ-likeness was finished. Everything that God needed to do to bring humanity to where humanity needs to get to had been completed. And these dimensions are locked inside of us. They've been encoded as part of our spiritual DNA. And so what we do when we come together like this is we come to unlock that which had been deposited on the inside of us. And that is why when you hear certain messages... You know, even though they may be sounding new to your mind, but there's something in your spirit that is agreeing with the message. It is because the message and the truth, you know, has been locked inside of your DNA. It's been locked inside of your DNA. And that is why some of, that's how some of us have come to embrace the present truth. That's how some of us have come to embrace the reformation message. You know, because it felt kind of, this is it. And in some cases, it felt familiar. Even though your mind sometimes may struggle with it. 
But if you pay attention to what is happening in your spirit, you will realize that, oh, this is actually my inheritance. Holiness is my created state. Purity of lifestyle is my created state. As part of your spiritual DNA is purity of lifestyle. It's, it's holiness. It's perfection. All of these have been encoded in our DNA. It is the fall that's making all of this a distant or reality or something that is far-fetched. Holiness is not far-fetched. Perfection is not far-fetched. Completeness is not far-fetched. All of these things are not things that God will have to walk himself up to do in us anymore. He has actually finished everything on the inside of us. And so what we do is we come to stir it up. And so I want to encourage us this morning on this journey that we are on. As God continues to help us understand what the most holy place looks like. I want you to know that it's actually already in you. Hallelujah. It's in you. It's encoded in you. So what God is doing is just tearing up what's already inside of you. So it's not strange. And as God begins to tell us how to comport ourselves in the most holy place, don't see it as being hard. Don't see it as, see it as, as being tough. It's the flesh that will tell you. Your mind will tell you, oh, this is hard. This is high. No, it's not. It's our minds that will tell us oh, this is high-level truth. No, it's not high-level truth. It's actually your created state. Everything that we are touching right now is our created state. Hallelujah. And so don't see these dimensions as being far-fetched. So the most holy place is that place that we have been destined for. The hundredfold is the measure of God that we have been destined for. And so we must continue to dig deeper and not settle for less. Hallelujah. What we have learned is that in the course of this series, is that sin is dealt with where? In the outer court, right? And then flesh is dealt with in the holy place. But when you come into the most holy place, self is dealt with. And it is at that point that you truly become one with God. My wife was making reference to the song, I'll make room for two. And she said, you know, she was listening to it and she just realized, like, realized that no, it's not actually two anymore. Because when you get in the holy place, you can make room for two. In the most holy place, you make room for what? For one. Because in the most holy place, you become one with him. In the most holy place, there is no two. You don't have, in the most holy place, you don't have two. You don't have you and God. No, you are one with him. Hallelujah. And that is where God is bringing us to. That's where God is bringing us to. Because in the most holy place, self, which would have been the second person, has been removed. Self, which would have been one, and then God, two, has been removed in the most holy place. So all you will see in the most holy place is God. And that's why he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. One with him. And so that is where God is giving us access into. And I want to quickly say this. As people come, as people come into this kingdom community by the grace of God, these dimensions that we're interacting with have been established in this kingdom community. And it doesn't matter if they are just if they if they are if they are yet to even give their life to Christ. As they come in, God will do such a speedy work in their lives. They will not have to go through all the process you went through to get to where you are today. Like we've learned, they will work in your own harvest. Hallelujah. And as long as we continue to shine this light, as long as we continue to shine this light, people will come into that which we are touching and that which we are experiencing. And so let's continue 
Because many more people will walk this path that you're walking. Hallelujah. Many more people will walk the path that you're walking right now. It may look as if it's lonely right now. It may look as if it's not popular. It may look as if it's, you know, just you. But I want to say this, that you are a pioneer. You're blazing a trail. You're leading from the front. And many more young people will be encouraged to follow this path. Amen. The most holy place. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Paul says here that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I know prior to now, reading this scripture, you'll be thinking of material things, right? Come on now, we were all once Pentecostals. Why are you now for me like you didn't pass through that phase? Eh? We were all once Pentecostals, so we passed through that phase. Reading this scripture, used to be like, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. The context in which this scripture was read to us is actually always in the context of material things. Right? Yes. So as you're hearing no eyes, you're thinking about the car. Maybe one car that Tesla is yet to make. <laughs> or a version of Mercedes that Mercedes Benz is yet to make. That's what I has not seen that I'm going to touch, that God is going to give me. But I want to say this. Do you know the greatest gift that God can ever give you? Is himself. Is himself. And it's in him that everything actually consists. When you have God, you have everything. Because it's in God that everything consists. God is an essence and a beauty and a glory that nothing in this world can compare. And so when he comes and makes you his habitation, that is the greatest gift you can ever have. That's the context of this scripture. And that's why we say we have to move from the spiritual to the divine. Because when you talk about spirituality, you have all sorts of spirits. Babalawos operate at that realm. Witches and wizards, they operate at that realm. Magicians operate at that realm. And that is why when Moses pulled down his rod, he became snake. Pharaoh called his magician and said, I do the same thing. So at the level of the spiritual, it can be replicated. A lot of the things that we now do in church, there are other covens that can replicate the same thing. They can heal. They can do all those operations in the spirit. But there is something that they cannot touch. And that is the divine nature. That is what eyes have not seen. What ears have not heard. What man has never imagined. Because man still thinks it's impossible to be like him. Even in the church, some of us think it's impossible to be like him. But that is where God is bringing us to. And that's one of the things that takes place in, in the most holy place. Where we are coming into right now. Another thing that we need to take note of in this season is what I call the manifestation of power like never before. Manifestation of power like never before. Just as there are dimensions of evil that are yet to come into the world, there are dimensions of power that God is yet to release to the saints. Just as there are dimensions of evil that are yet to manifest because the earth is not dark enough. We have learned that. But Ben taught us that. There are some evil, some machinations and principalities. They can't come to the world right now because the world is still relatively bright. So they have sent their emissaries. They have sent the little, little demons to go and just be causing all this crazy stuff. Rape, banditry, terrorism, 
you know, these are dimensions of principalities that have been released into the earth. The captains and the commanders are here to come. They've sent the advanced team. So the level of evil that we are seeing in the world today is still, they are perpetrated by the advanced team. So you can imagine what would then happen when the captains, the commanders of that dark realm, when they emerge. And that is why we have to prepare. Hallelujah. So in the same way, there are dimensions of powers in the heart of the Father that are yet to be released to the saints. And as we come into the most holy place, that is when we begin to touch them. That's when we begin to touch them. What we are doing right now is helping us appreciate what the most holy place looks like. So that you don't just think that what God is doing is just killing self. God is killing flesh. God is killing this. Okay, God, if you kill everything, what will be left? Nothing, actually. <laughs> Nothing. So, but as we allow God to take care of all of that, there's something He's going to be releasing himself. Amen. He's going to be releasing what? Himself. We're doing one of the songs earlier on and we're talking about whole. I want to be whole. Make me whole. Another word for wholeness is holiness. Another word for wholeness is completeness. Another word for wholeness is perfection. But sometimes it feels like, okay, it's better let's use wholeness. Wholeness, I can still relate with wholeness. But it's the same thing. Bringing us to a place of perfection. Bringing us to a place of completeness. Where we become fully like him. That's where we are coming to. John chapter 14 verse 12. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, in the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my father. So I want to ask us today, there are certain things, I mean even within the wall of the church, Everything that Jesus did, we are doing. But there is a dimension. He said, even beyond what I did, you will do. That's part of what Paul was making reference to, that eyes have not seen. There are dimensions in God that we have not touched yet. There are dimensions in God that we are going to begin to touch in this most holy place. He said, greater works than this, he will do because I go to my father. And so this power that we're talking about will come with our attainment of Christ-likeness in the most holy place. It will be pure and incorruptible because self would have been dealt with. The reason why God has not entrusted the saints with that dimension of power is because they're still self. It's, because it's like giving an, you know, a nuclear bomb to a child. The child will not only kill himself, the child will do what? Destroy the entire country. So what God is prepping us for right now is prepping us for certain dimensions of him that are yet to be released into the earth. And as we allow him to continue to purge us of sin, of flesh, and of self, he will release these dimensions into the earth. Because a lot of things are happening at the same time. A lot of things are happening at the same time. As God is scrutinizing your life, as God is addressing certain issues in your life, as you are making more room for him, as you are letting go of sin, of flesh, and of self, something else is replacing that. Hallelujah. As you, as you make more room for him, something else is, being, is, is, is filling it. So it's just like when you have a container like this and it's filled to the brim, you know, and a part of it, in all of this, you have sin, you have flesh, you have self. And as you are reducing, so let's say this is filled, all right? 
And so as you're reducing, so sin has been taken care of. So to this extent, this has been taken care of. So what is left here is self, flesh, works of the flesh. And as you continue to work out your salvation with trembling and fear, you are addressing more of that, being taken care of. So the more you work on this, the more this one reduces, right? That's our experience. And that is why we we'll say we are the hundredfold church. And as we keep moving, you're coming to what? Fullness. Full measure. And so at this point, this is the point at which we become fully like him. And that is why we cannot afford to stop short on our journey. That's why we cannot afford to become comfortable. That's why we cannot afford to have a sense of false arrival. The point you come to and you think you know it all in God. No, you have to keep journeying. You have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. And so, like I said, there are dimensions of his power, of his nature, and of his glory that he has not released to man yet because we can't carry them. But as we continue to allow him work in us, our capacity to carry the nature and the glory of God will be increased in the earth. And those are dimensions that the world would see and they will come into the kingdom. Because like I said before, a lot of the things that we do in the church right now no longer impress the world. Prosperity. They are richer. Health. They can purchase it with money some, to, to an extent. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you will see the developed countries, they don't really care much about God because their government is providing all of those things for them. So, but there's something that they would see. There's something that they would see that would be different. Hallelujah. And that is what God is preparing you and I for. And the conversation I'm having with you today is not for pastors. Don't ever think, oh, this is for some high-level pastor. No, it's for the saints. It's for each and every one of us. It's not for some high-placed people in the spirit or in the church. Or, no, it's for the saints because this is the season of the saints. No more superstar men of God. That era is gone in God. You are what God is doing in the earth. It is you that God wants to showcase to the world. It is you. So as we continue to allow him work in us, these dimensions will be released. Like I said, it will be pure, it will be incorruptible because self would have been dealt with. This is not the kind of power that is used to build personal empires and ministries. No. The reason why it looks as if even the anointing and giftings that God has given us over time we have used to build personal empires is because of self. It's because of self. Self is still there. The need to be popular, the need to be famous, the need to have money, that self is still there. So the point is that those anointings that we have used to build personal empires, build personal ministries, and become famous and become wealthy, they are still very small compared to what God is yet to release to the church. I want you to imagine right now the greatest man of God has ever lived that you admire. And I want you to form a picture in your mind. The greatest man of God that has carried out the greatest miracles. I mean in our time, not the time of Jesus. In time. In recent history. Alright? And I need one person here, one person here, one person here to tell me. Who are you thinking about? On this row? Huh? Benny Hinn. Good. So you can imagine everything that he did, right? Who are you thinking about? Someone on this row. Catherine Coleman. Everything that she did. What are you thinking about on this road? Bonky. Everything that they did, the healing, the miracles, the gathering of thousands and of millions, the manifestation of the power of God. I dare say to you today that the power that God is, is yet to release is beyond that. 
and the power and the dimension of God that God is going to be releasing through you is beyond that. It is beyond that. It is beyond that. And that is why God is working on the inside of us. That is why God is pruning us. That is why God is preparing us. Because at that point, there will be no self in the mix. There will be no self in the mix. You won't even have the capacity to use it to want to make a name for yourself. You won't touch it. Because you know that this is the glory of God. I can't take credit for it. At that point, something will happen and then you want to show and make sure that you're the one who did it. No. You will step away from it. You will step away from it. That's the dimension that we're coming into right now. Because there will be no self to glorify. There will be no self to showcase. The reason we are using the little anointing that God has given us to showcase self is because there is self. The moment self has been addressed, you will do certain things. You will not even take credit for it. You won't even want to take credit for it. Like Jesus would do. So don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. So that's where God is bringing us to. It is part of the character of the most holy place. And this is also not the type of power that is used anyhow. As a matter of fact, you may find yourself in certain situations that God would have you not even use it for yourself. Hallelujah. Yep. And that was what the enemy was trying to use to derail Jesus. The enemy knew Jesus was powerful. The enemy knew Jesus could do anything. <laughs> and that was why he told the disciples, no, 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 don't fight for me. I could summon a host, armies. And they will level this whole place. Don't fight for me. And when he was on the cross, the enemy was stunting him. When he was starting, all through his life, the enemy was trying to get him to show his power out of tune. You know, everything Jesus did was what God would have him do. Right? Everything Jesus did was what God would have him do. There was nothing he did out of tune. There was nothing he did out of line. And I can imagine some of us in this room telling me if I had a fragment, 10% of the power that Jesus had, those people won't touch me. They will come and arrest me. Hey. Just 10%, even just 100 of the power that he had. But do you know why he was able to submit himself to God? It was because self had been dealt with. That was why by the time he came to be baptized, Jesus Christ, you know, Rabbi said, God did what? God scanned him. And noticed that there was no self in this. And he said, behold, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. This was a man who was just starting. God was already well pleased in him. He had not done anything at that point. Why? Because he had worked on himself. How come? I mean, he was just stepping out. He was just stepping out. And God said, behold, my son. In whom I am well pleased. He had not done any assignment. Recorded. It was because. The preparation was more important than the manifestation. The preparation Jesus had put. Into working on himself. Was more important than the manifestation. But today unfortunately. We think the manifestation is more important. No. The preparation is actually more important. The purging of self is more important. Because that, will, that is what will ensure. You will not falter. When you start to manifest itself. So Jesus had finished working on himself for 18 years. So by the time he came, God said, this is it. Now you are ready. Then the angel, the spirit of the Lord descended upon him and he said, this is my son in whom I am well placed. So what God is doing right now is that God is preparing us. Hallelujah. God is preparing us. So that by the time he releases us, by the time he releases us, because he's going to release us, we are like his last card checkup. You are God's joker. He puts you on the table 
There's nothing else the enemy will be able to do. That's what God is doing. And that's why he's preparing us like this. That's why he's taking his time. That's why he's not, he's not in a hurry in terms of what he's doing on the inside of us. And so we must submit to the processing. We must submit to what he's doing because that is required in the most holy place. That level of preparation is required in the most holy place. Jesus was hungry. The enemy came and said, why not use the power to make food for yourself? How can you be hungry and you have the power to make, to make food for yourself and yet you can't because that is not what God would have you do? Because I need us to understand the, the dealing of self in the most holy place. We need to understand. So in the holy place, we're talking about flesh. Flesh is envy, jealousy, pride, you know, all of those things, you know, all those rofo-rofo and all of that. That is in the, whole, in, the most, in the holy place. But in the most holy place, we're talking about self. It's, it's another level where you are actually hungry. You have the means and the power to make food for yourself. But because you can see that that is, what, that is not what has happened in the heavens. Because Jesus Christ said, what I see my father do is what, what I do. What I hear my father say is what I say. That's where God is bringing us to. At that point, there is no self. There is no self. As a matter of fact, there is no time lag between the activity of the father in the other dimension and the activity of Jesus in this dimension. What I see my father do is what I do, not what I saw him do. What I hear my father say is what I say. Can you see the synchronization, the level of alignment? That's what happens in the most holy place. It is in the most holy place that you attain that level of alignment with the father. Where there is no gap between what God is thinking and what you're thinking. Between what God is doing and what you're doing. That is a place of oneness. That's not a space for two. That's a space for one. Where God's thoughts is what is running through your mind. That's where we are coming to. That is what the world has not seen yet. But we experienced through Jesus. That's where we are coming to. And so this is not a type of power that you will use anyhow. This is not the type of power that you would use to promote self because self would have been dealt with. Because there is nothing to project anymore. There is no self to promote. There is no self to project. All you want to project is God. All you want to project is God. I mean, the era of directing people to yourself, that will not be there anymore. It's God. You want people to see God. Even though God is working through you, you want them to see him, not you. And it doesn't mean that in the natural, you will not be there. But the glory will go to God. That's where God is bringing us to. So like I said, you will be hungry. You will not be able to use the power to turn stone to bread. Or use it to prove to people that you are powerful. Because there will be nothing to prove. If there's anything you want to prove, it's prove God. And you can't prove God outside of his will. You can't prove God outside of, outside of alignment. Because there will be certain situations God will say, don't even defend me. There will be certain situations God will say, don't defend your own honor. There will be certain situations, some things will happen and God will say, Fred, don't let them believe whatever, whatever they want to believe. And there's something that will be like, no God, I want to tell them that this did not happen. I want to manage. I say, God, can you just step aside? That's where we're coming to. You won't feel the need to want to speak for yourself all the time. If God would not have you speak for yourself, you will not speak for yourself. And if God would have you speak for yourself, you will speak for yourself. Jesus had the power to multiply bread. The proof that everything that the devil was trying to get Jesus to do, Jesus had the power to do, is actually in his ministry. But he was trying to get him to act out of tune. The devil was trying to get Jesus to act out of tune. Because this same Jesus still multiplied bread. Right? He still did that. But he didn't do it for himself. He multiplied bread for people. But the devil was trying to get him to turn stone to bread for himself. Self. Self. When he told him to jump and um, 
he will not hurt himself. It was like self. When he said, look at the glory of the world. I will give you everything that you can see if you can only bow. Give you self. And yet, he had all the powers to do everything the devil was testing him on. Jesus would jump from that cliff and nothing would happen to him. He had the power to. He had the power to turn the stone to bread. But the devil was trying to get him to do all of those things for self. So what God is doing right now is that God is addressing self on the inside of us. So that by the time he releases these dimensions of power, you will not use them for self. That is why Jesus will go to the pool of Bethesda and in the heavens, God saw that only one man was healed. Jesus saw in the heavens that only one man was healed and he healed only one man and walked away. Can you have such an anointing that you can prophesy over everybody here and God walks and says, prophesy only on Namdi and walk away. Can you restrain yourself and not to manifest? And yet you have the power to do that. That's where God is bringing us to. Because we need to understand what it means when we, when we are asking for more of God. We need to understand what it means when we say we want to come into the most holy place. We need to understand what it means. In the most holy place, there is no room for self. There is no room for self in the most holy place. You can't use what God has given you the way you like. It has to be what you are seeing in the upper realm. That's what you must be replicating here in time. And to people around you, it may even look foolish. It may look foolish. That is what God is addressing and preparing us for. It is a kind of power that you have, but you would not have the right to use it for yourself. That is part of the nature of the most holy place. The world has not seen what is coming. You are coming. God is coming in you, but the world has not seen. But for us to be able to manifest at this level, self has to be addressed. Self has to be addressed. And that's why Ben said, you don't use me, your ministry. You don't blow in your ministry. If anything, you, you use your ministry to make people blow. You use your ministry to bless people. That's why Jesus Christ used everything God gave him to bless people. He didn't use any. He didn't use to save himself. Even when they were taunting him on the cross. Oh, Shebe, you say you are the king. Why not come down? Why not save us and save yourself? The thief by the left. Why not save us and save yourself? And they were taunting him. All they were trying to do was to, the devil was trying to get him to act out of tune. Just act out of alignment. And if he had done that, you and I would not be here today. Because self would have corrupted the entire salvation process. And so as we desire the finish, as we keep pressing into the finish to facilitate the second return of Jesus Christ, because that's the termination of everything that we're going to be doing. His second return. We must ensure that we continue to make room for him on the inside of us. Get rid of self. And the power of God has been released to do that for us. Hallelujah. The other thing I want to speak into very quickly because our time is fast spent is corporate manifestation. Corporate manifestation. Our engagement will be systemic and would require corporate anointing. Our engagement in the last days and in this space that we are will be systemic. In other words, God will be pulling us together to affect not just individuals, but systems. We're not only going to manifest at the micro level, we'll be manifesting at the macro level. And that will require corporateness coming together. And that is why, I mean, even the process that we are going through, even my individual process, my individual process in God would not have been the way it is if not for you. Hallelujah. If not for you. My journey in God has been the way it is because I have a community. Because I have accountability structures. Because I am accountable to you. Because I draw strength from you. 
Because there are certain dimensions that we will not be able to touch in God if you go alone. Like Cain, God will ask, where is your brother? And so this corporate dimension is also needed for us to be able to manifest in the midst of the last days. Because the enemy is organizing. The enemy is organizing. The enemy is strategic. The enemy is organizing. If you see what is happening in Nigeria right now, northeast, northwest, south, south, south. Can you see? It's like, it's like man, this is, this, this is like systemic. It's like on every side. And this is just an example. All over the world, the enemy is organizing. Before you say Jack Robbins is just still you know, trying to recover from COVID-19, bam! Putin decided to invade uh, Ukraine. Before you know, inflation all over the world right now. I mean, everywhere, the enemy is strategic. And so for us to be able to manifest in the midst of these last days, we have to organize, we have to be corporate, and we have to be strategic. We have to be strategic. Stragglers and loners will be the greatest casualties. This is not the time to be a straggler. This is not the time to be a loner. This is the time to make sure that you are fully embedded in a community. This is the time. So that when you step out, even though you are alone and you have stepped out, you know that the grace of the corporate is backing you up. When you step out, and that's one thing that God has showed us, has assured us here. There's a grace. When I step out every day, I don't just step out in my personal grace and power and capability. I step out knowing that there is a corporate grace that is backing me up. So this is not the time to be a loner. This is not the time to be a straggler. This is the time to be embedded in the corporate because the Amalekite will strike. Amalekite is not just a tribe of people in the days of Israel. It's a dimension of principality. Amalekite is a spirit. It's a dimension of principality. And they pick those who are stragglers, those who are drawing back, those who are not in the heart of the journey, those who are like, who have the attitude of, okay, you will be going, I'll be following behind. This, this thing is too much, I beg. Let me just, let me kill Jesus. Just finish, just finish. If no go finish, I'll catch up. Ah, Amalekite is coming. They are coming. Because they know that they can't they can withstand the intensity where the people are. So what they do is that they just stay behind. And those who are drawing behind, they are drawing back. They are just picking them one after the other. That's, what, that's the spirit of Amalekite. And that's why you see when the enemy wants to deal with a believer, you know what he does first? He separates that believer from community. Sometimes the first thing he does is that he introduces the spirit of offense. And you think that your brother or that your pastor is the problem. Honestly. And you will see every reason why you should be offended. Why you should not be in the heart of the community. Do you know what he's doing? He's cornering you. He's cornering you. Putting you in one corner. Because the protection of the community and of the whole would cease because you by yourself, you have stepped back. And then you become prone to Amalekites. To the attacks of Amalekites. So more than ever before, for us as believers, as we march towards the finish, we have to remain embedded in the community. Because this is also the time that Paul said that he said in the last days, people will, you know, that was not here. We actually put it, there will be a great falling away, right? People will fall away and we're already seeing that. Another dimension is that he said, do not neglect what? The gathering of yourselves together as the matter of some, especially as what? As the days approach. The day of the Lord, as we move towards the end, that is the time to be fully embedded in the community. That, because there is safety in that. So our manifestation is not only corporate. Our security is also corporate. Because there are certain dimensions of grace and of power that God is going to be releasing to a people, not individuals. Hallelujah. 
There are di- I mean, these dimensions of God, no one man can carry it. Are you guys getting it? No one individual can carry the, can, the dimension of God that the world is yet to see cannot be carried by individuals or an individual. It will be carried by a people. So that when you go as an individual to manifest, it is not your own grace and anointing that is manifesting. It's that of the community that is backing you up. That is where God is bringing us to. And so, do not be a strangler. Do not be a loner. Be embedded in the community. Go through the process. Make sure that you are in the heart of the journey because there is a grace that is available to the corporate. And I want to say this as we continue to track the character of the most holy place. That the battles and the darkness of the last days will be fought with the purity of our lives. The battles and the darkness of the last days will be fought with what? With the purity of our lives. As a matter of fact, more with the purity of our lives than prayer. A lot of people think it's about prayer. (laughs) No. Your prayers are are not powerful or those prayers what makes your prayer powerful is not that you raise your voice it's the quality of your lifestyle what gives you authority in the spirit is not that you can shout when you pray is the quality of your lifestyle so the battles of the last day will be fought with the purity of our lives not so much prayer because that is what we actually give your prayer power is the purity of your life that will give your prayer substance. That's why Jesus Christ said, the prince of this world comes and he has no power over me because he has nothing of his in me. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter how much you shout. If the principles and the values of the enemy are in your life, he will just be laughing at you. That is why back in the day we learned that just putting Bible under your pillow will not protect you. It's similar. It's similar. It's just a real Bible. They will come. They will oppress you. They will do whatever they want to do. <laughs> or even lift the book and press you with it. They will, the same, they will carry it and use it to oppress you. Back in the day we thought that's what would take care of it. But now we now realize that no, no, putting Bible under my pillow will not take care of it. If I'm not spiritually charged, I'm spiritually in control of my environment and watch over my environment and put those things at bay and stand on my ground. No, they, with that Bible, they will still oppress you. So the same thing is in these last days. He's not going to the mountains to pray. Oh. He's not. Because people think, oh, the more we pray. Do you know how many times we have prayed against Boko Haram in the church? Do you know how many times we have prayed against those things? And it looks like the more we pray, the more they... They are emboldened. That's what I tell you. It's not prayer. Or not just prayer. And like we have said before, darkness, there's nothing you can do about darkness. Isaiah said it. He said in the last days, there will be what? Darkness and gross darkness. But in the midst of it, what should, what should you do? Arise and shine. How do you arise and shine? With the purity of your life. The purity of your life. That's why when you say light, purity, they are close, right? When you say something is pure, it's transparent, like light. I want to say powerful. I want to say powerful man of God. No, powerful man of God. Anointing. It's not anointing. No. See this dimension I'm talking about? Anointing won't do it all. Because you can be living in sin and still be fully anointed. You can be living in sin and still be fully anointed. Perform miracles. Heal the sick and yet you are living in sin. That's why I said, see, where God is bringing us to. That's why you see God is choosing you know, people that don't look like it. That's why they won't see you coming. You will enter a place and they will not know that you are the one who carried that measure of the presence of God. Because there will be nothing about you that's screaming religion. There's nothing about you in the physical that is screaming pastor. But you enter that place and they will be like, something just changed here. They won't see you coming. So it's not that they will roll out red carpet. The general overseer of XYD is coming and then everybody's expecting something will happen. No, you will just walk in casually like everybody else. 
But as you step into that place, I mean, you steal the mouth of the Avengers by your presence, by the presence of God that you carry. That is the dimension of power that we're talking about. And what will fa facilitate that is the purity of our life. Because see, guys, I mean, the, 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 enemy is, the, enemy, the, the enemy is not dumb. The devil is not dumb. The devil is very smart. The devil is very smart. The devil is very smart. And that's why you will see sometimes the devil will allow you to just be doing your thing, be doing your thing, be doing your thing. And you think you are doing those things and you are getting away with it. I'm, in, I'm talking about men of God now with all the anointing. But the day he will remove this bench under yours, honestly, honestly just, just doing. And that's what happens. They just keep doing and keep getting away with it. Keep doing and keep getting away with it. Keep doing and keep getting away with it. And the devil is just laughing and smiling. And then he won't remove the bench until you become very popular. You become very popular, become mega. And I say, yes, I'm ready for this guy now. And then I say, okay, let's send the last emissary. Here I go. And they have a coordinated attack. And then before you know, you start hearing news. This happened. That happened. It didn't just, that was not just when it happened. That's why people don't fall in a day. Marriages don't break in a day. People don't fall apart one day. It accumulated. Neglecting certain things. Neglecting the voice of God. Do you know why people enjoy sin? It's because the first time they do it, no, no repercussion. And then when you do it again and again and again and again and nothing seems to be going wrong, you will think God approves. You will think grace covers. And we've said that's not what grace does. Grace empowers us not to sin. Does not cover and pardon and, you know, no. Doesn't do that. And so the devil in the last days, the, what can help us in the midst of the last days is the quality of our built life. That's why Jesus Christ said, the, the prince of this world comes. He has no power over me. Why? Because his values and his principles are not in me. Because to the, the extent to which his values and principles are operational in your life, even as a believer, to that extent, the devil has a right. And even be, before the court of heaven, he will go, he will serve as his own lawyer, he will make his case, and he will win. He will win. And that's why in the most holy place, we have to purge ourselves. It's a place of purging. Another thing that, that you need to know about the most holy place is where you take measured steps. In the most holy place, you can, things can, you know, measured, measured, measured. Measured. Hallelujah. Let me, let me describe this. You see, I, we, I have two bottles of water just by my wife there. If in the most holy place, part of my assignment as the high priest of God in the most holy place is that as part of the sacrifice, you know, is to move these two bottles of water from there to the platform. And God says it has to be moved one after the other. And I will have to take five steps from there to this place. Do you know what God expects of me? To do what he said. I will have to move one and take one, two, three, four, five. If he says do any other thing here before I move there, I will have to do it. Then take another five steps back in the most holy place. You pick the second one and then you move. One, two, three, four, Five. That is how these two bottles would have to be moved. In the most holy place, I can't say, God, why now? I can carry boats now. Just move bottles from here to here now. Is that not it? Just to move bottles from here to here. Ah, God, I can carry it now. See? <laughs> Three steps. I don't do them. That is self right there. Because see, a lot of the things that God will have you do will, will be foolish. It will, because your natural mind will tell you you can do it better. But that will be self. That will be self because we need to be able to break this thing down. Because if you don't break it down, you won't know when you are acting out of tune, out of alignment. Because, you know, there are three channels of communication to man, like we've said, in hearing God. There is the spirit of God, right? And there is the devil. But there is the inner man. 
That inner man is dangerous. If that inner man is not yielded to God, it can tell you what to do. And the devil takes advantage of it a lot. So you can't, in the most holy place, you don't have your own ideas. In the most holy place, it's not about your preferences. It's not about what you like. It's not, as a matter of fact, it's not about what you can do. That's why we say in the most holy place, we ask the question, what are the things you do simply because you can? Because it's within your power to do it and you just do it without recourse to God. In the most holy place, you take measured movement. Measured movement. It doesn't matter if you can do it in five seconds. If God wants you to do it for 30 minutes, you will do it in 30 minutes. In the most holy place. We take measured movement. That level of alignment is required in the season that's upon us. It's not a place where you come with your preferences. I say, okay, God, I can move these bottles at once. As a matter of fact, I can tell Emmanuel to move them for me. And it will be faster. The time it will take me to move from here to that place. Emmanuel is closer. He will just bring them here. So that's the natural mind. And the most holy place doesn't work that way. Because when we talk about self, you need to understand. Self, because self is not sin anymore. Sin is in the outer court. You've overcome sin. God has dealt with sin. It's in the outer court. Flesh is in the holy place. We're not talking about flesh here. We're not talking about envy, jealousy, easily offended. No, that's not what I'm talking about here. We're talking about self. That which you have recognized to be your own. Your pre- and when you want to define self, you're talking about your preferences. They are not like bad things. They are like your preferences, your choices, the things you do because you can. Not bad things. That's what we're talking about in the most holy place. Your choices. Your preferences. I would rather want to do it this way. It may not be entirely bad, but if it does not what God would have you do, it's wrong. That is why as the, as the high priest, as he enters the most holy place, what will happen? They will tie a rope around, around his waist. Because God needs him to take measure steps. He's dressed because the effort is interspersed with what? Fruit and bell. And so there's a kind of sound every step ought to make. If the sound makes discordant sound, Bam, God can strike. Because at that point, you are in the most holy place. See, the most holy place, that was where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, right? And that symbolized what? The very presence of the Father. The undiluted presence. The concentrated presence of the Father. The manifest presence of the Father. That is what the most holy place looks like. No self is tolerated in the most holy place. That is why before the high priest enters the most holy place, you have to go through that whole ceremonial cleansing. That's what we are going through right now. This is our own ceremonial cleansing as we come into the most holy place. No self, no, no personal preference. You can't say, oh, Father God, this is my ministry, so let's do it the way so that it can blow. No, I can't. I can't. The moment it becomes mine, it ceases to be God's. The moment this becomes my ministry and my church, it ceases to be God's church. I can't do it the way I like. I can't teach what I like. I can't say, oh, the people are struggling with reformation message people they are not understanding it's hard for them so father let me give them what they like i can't i can't it is church if next sunday wants us to talk about most holy place that's what we'll talk about if from now to the end of the year that's what god wants that's i'm serious that's what we'll talk about if that's what he wants because it's not about me it's about him it's not about what i think will make you feel good and make you come again and again it's about what he wants you to hear and take away and become. It's not about me. So in the most holy place, our preferences don't matter. Our choices don't matter. Our ingenuity does not matter. Our natural sense doesn't matter. It's what God wants that matters. Because if you don't align with him, you, oh my goodness, I mean, I want to encourage everybody. Let's go read. I know Leviticus can sound very, you know, when you're reading it can be very, you know, boring, and repetitive, but you know, I, I wanted to go back again and just read it. 
Because Old Testament is New Testament veiled. And New Testament is Old Testament unveiled. When you go back to the Old Testament, you will see the principles come alive. That's why Jesus Christ said, I have not come to destroy the law. I have come to do what? To fulfill it. To give expression to it. To give life to it. To bring out its true essence and meaning. So when you see all of those things, they have spiritual implications for us. It's the same God. The same God. The same God that killed Ananias and Sapphira. It's the same God. As a matter of fact, I want to say this, particularly for us at the cutting edge of what God is doing, we have to be very careful. The people in the outer court, in the outer court, you have, in the outer court, you have room to, to do whatever you like, as a matter of fact. In the holy place, a little bit, you can have anointing full of power and still live in immorality. The power will work for you. Ladies and gentlemen, in the most holy place, God will kill you. This is not to scare you. That's why he's preparing us. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, God is so good that he will not expose us to something that he has not prepared us for, right? That's why he's preparing us. We want to facilitate the return of Jesus Christ. This is what it will require. In the most holy place. You can't do those rough and things and think grace will cover. There's no grace that covers sin in the most holy place. As a matter of fact, two, three years ago, Dr. Woodruff said this. He said, he, said, he said the Holy Spirit is coming back to take full charge of his church. And one of the elements of that is that if you come into his presence, the same power that struck, struck down Aeneas and Sapphira would come. It would be so intense. The church of the last, that's why in Ephesians 5, was describing the kind of church that God is coming for. Say so it's a church without what? Church without spot. Church without blemish. That is a bride is coming for. That is spotless. That is fully like him. So that is why certain things are not permitted in the most holy place. And that's why it looks like God is dealing with us. Working on the inside of us. And we have to continue to make room for him. Hallelujah. And we can carry this because we are the generation. We are the new breed. As a matter of fact, first fruit of a new breed that God is raising. And like I said when we started, don't be discouraged. Many more people will walk this path. You are charting a cause. Many more people will walk this path. There was something I saw over the weekend. Let me quickly share with us and just draw it as we pray. Where God is bringing us to in this season. Let, let me just teach us something very quickly. You know, usually when we, want to, when we want to talk about heaven, where do we say heaven is? In terms of, so heaven is here. Where is earth? Earth is here, right? And what's beneath? Hell. Hell is here. It's a matter of perspective. Huh? I mean, if everyone were truly to be here, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Brownstein, and the astronaut would have been having dinner with daddy, right? <laughs> I mean, they would have gone there. Because these guys have gone to the... I mean, they've gone, I mean, they've gone there. So they would have just brown and say, ah, Papa. You know, they would have just come and just have breakfast. You know, and just come and just report. And say, you see that sense that you gave me? I use it to build this rocket. Now it has transported me from earth to you. And I've come to give you the report. Yeah, not really. Not necessarily. I mean, we would have seen that. But if you turn this board now, you turn it this way. All right? And let's, so let's just imagine I'm turning this board. So what, what would you have here? Heaven, earth, and hell. So this is it. It's dimension. You dig ground. You won't see fire. What will you see under? Water. Well, by the time you go past all the minerals and all of that, it's water. It's water. You just keep digging. That's why when you dig borehole, fire does not come out. It doesn't matter how down your borehole goes. What comes out? It's water. It's the same thing. Fire will not come out. So it's a, it's a matter of dimension. We live in dimensional world. All right? So 
let's use this dimension. So this is heaven, this is earth, and this is hell. Hell already exists. Even though that's still the final destination of the devil and his... When I, I saw a video, my, my children were watching a video, this Bible story, you know, when the angel cast the devil down, right? I, was, I, was, I, I saw the way they, they depicted it. When he came down, he didn't come to earth. He was actually pushed below earth. And then he tried to find his way, come to earth. The angel came down to earth again and pushed him further. Even though his operations are here, he's a candidate of hell. Right? So we can say he's already there. But he has operations here. And so I want to finish with this. You see, you see this is where we all are at, right? And there is a growing darkness here, right? When you continue to dig earth, what will you see? Like I said, the place will be dark, right? If you are digging hole down. But if you go up and you break through the atmosphere of earth, what will you see? Light. Why? The stars, the moon. The place is bright. There's light there. You will see, you know, constellations of you know, all those stuff. So it's the same thing. It's a depiction. So what happens is that there's so much, there's a growing darkness here. And the reason the, the darkness is growing is because human hearts, like we have learned, humans are potters. You are a potter. I am a potter. And so whatever you open your heart to is what flows to the earth. So because we have people, the reason that darkness recovers the earth and gross darkness the people is because human hearts here on earth will be open to this dimension. And because they are open to this dimension, they will bring and import and facilitate the flow of those demons, the fallen demons, into earth. And so they can bring their operations into the earth. And that is what is happening all around us today. That's all we can say. At the same time, here we have some people whose hearts are open to this dimension. And as long as their hearts are open to this dimension, dimensions and principles and operations from here will flow to where? Will flow to earth. But unfortunately, this is growing more than this. So the reason why there is so much darkness in the earth today is because more portals are open to the other dimension. And as long as your heart is open, that's why question how you feel part time. Even as a believer, you are still a porter and you can yield your portal to either of the dimensions at any point in time. You can yield your heart to either of the, these two dimensions. That's why it's important. Just imagine how you're thinking part time. Imagine how you're thinking part time. Track your thoughts. That's why Jesus Christ said, oh, you said you've not lost it. If you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed. It's a hard thing. He said, hey, you have not killed. He said, if you, if you hate your brother, you have what? You have committed murder. So it's a hard thing. It's not the actual killing. It's heart. And that is where we open our heart to dimensions. That's the portal you open up to dimensions. And so a lot of people have opened their portal to this dimension and the darkness here is growing. But finally, and the enemy is coordinating. But for us, in the midst of the last days, imagine this. Imagine this. So these are like individuals, right? Imagine these are individuals. And we are said that humans are what? Are potters. So this individual heart are kind of open to this realm. So each and every one of us in this room as individuals, we are all open to this realm. 
And so this is the measure of light that we bring from the other realm. That's why we say that when you wake up every day as a member of the finishing church, you're going out. Don't just think about what you're going to get from people. Be conscious of how you're going to facilitate the flow of the purposes of God into the earth. Because you're a potter. What dimension of God will flow into the life of people you will meet in the course of this week? What good, what, what was, what's the measure of God that will flow through the potter of your life this week into people? It's dependent on what you have opened your heart to. And that is why for us as believers, you can't be a believer and be a light in a place and the people are living in darkness. And so this is individuals, right? So what God is doing right now, what God is doing right now is that as he's working in us, each and every one of us, as individuals, what is demanding, you remember I said that corporate manifestation, right? What he's going to be doing is that he's going to be breaking this. And then as he breaks this, he will then be joining us together, all right? And at the end of the day, this is what you're going to have. So it's like everybody here now, it's like telling everybody here to stand up and form a cycle. That's, what's, that's what it looks like, right? So this is you seated here individually. But if I say stand up and form a cycle, this is what you have, right? Now, once you have this, this is like a giant hole to where? To heaven. So the manifestation of God in the last days, this is how the impact, this is the kind of impact it will make on earth. Have you seen those movies where some things were flying from the sky into the earth because of an opening? That is how it is. So the more room we make for God in our heart, and as we are jointly connected, the more good we will bring and the more light we will bring into the earth. It's just like when we come together as a church and we put resources together and say, okay, let's do an outreach. That's just an example. And then we're able to do more, right? Together. That's how it is. So in the midst of these last days, as we continue to allow God work on us and work in our heart, and then we are joined together, corporateness, that will then inform the level of the flow of the divine nature into the earth. And so this is where God is bringing us to, where we can make more opening so that divine purposes can flow from this realm to this realm unhindered. Hallelujah. And for us to be able to do that, we need to come to the most holy place. Purity of our heart. So that the grace that is flowing from this dimension to this dimension will not be tainted. And so this is where we are coming to. So this is a description of our manifestation in the midst of the last days before Christ will come eventually. And so this is part of our manifestation and this is part of the activities in the most holy place. And so for us as individuals, what we need to do is to allow God to continue to work in us. This is you, right? Let me describe the people here. What can you see? What can you see? This is what these people, the other people who are not saved, who are like tools in the hand of the enemy, this is what they are bringing to health. So for us as believers, to be able to bring light, more light into the earth, we must allow God to continue to work in us. The level of our brightness is determined by the level at which God has worked in us. And so this process that we are going through right now is bringing us to this place of purity. So inside here, you can see this is purity. And so when all of this is brought together, you have this. And when all of this is brought together, what would you have? You have this giant black. This is what you have. And that is what is causing darkness here. They are coordinated. Darkness is coordinated. So this is our time. We also have to be coordinated. So we have to move from here to here. We can no longer be operating in silos. 
That is why today, the church today is without walls. That's why the Bible talks about coming to the unity of the faith. So this is what we have to come to. And that's why God is also gathering the remnant from all over. Kindred spirits are coming together because God is bringing us here. Because once we come here, we're able to make more impact here. We're able to create a giant opening. A giant opening that will cause light to flow from here to here. And these people are also doing their own. To create a giant opening that will flow from here to here. And that is why there are certain evils that you've not been, you, you know, 10 years ago, you will not even hear about. Those things have become the norm today because more of these people are yielding their hearts to this dimension of life. So the question is, per time, what is flowing through you? What is flowing through you? And that's why Jesus Christ said, if the light, the supposed light that is in you is dark, how great is the darkness? So in other words, particularly for us in the church, if you say you are a believer, if you say you are a believer, you say you carry light, and, and earth is dark, your environment, there is no light. How great is that darkness? So part time, we need to continue to ask ourselves, what are you yielding your heart to? What are you yielding your heart to? Because this is where God is bringing us to. Hallelujah. And God is counting on us to be portals to this dimension. God is counting on you and I to be portals to this dimension. People think they are free. You are not free. No man is free. People think, oh, I'm just here. I'm neutral. No man is neutral. It's either you are facilitating hell or you are facilitating heaven. It's either you are facilitating light or you are facilitating darkness. Part time, where your choice is, is not neutral. It's not neutral. And so the call to us today is for us that as we come into the most holy place, this is what God is expecting from us to facilitate heaven to earth. And that is why Ben said, we are bringing what? Heaven where? On earth. We're bringing heaven here. And so every day, ask yourself, what am I facilitating? Where does love come from on this board? Love comes from here. Hatred, where does it come from? Come from here. And you have the capacity to love and you have the capacity to hate. So part time, ask yourself, the way you feel towards your brother, the way you feel towards the world, the, way you do, the things you do, ask, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? When you cheat, abuse, and not do some things, just ask yourself, where is it coming from? What have I opened my heart to right now? Because every man per time is disposed, predisposed to these two dimensions. It's just a dimension. These are dimensions. You don't have to far. It's as fast as you've entered both sides. It's as easy as that. It's as fast as maltreating my wife. I have shifted from one dimension to the other dimension. So as fast as cheating on her, you have shifted from one dimension to the next dimension. Just like that. So as, it's as fast as cheating your brother. You have shifted from one dimension to the other. Just like that. Just like that. So I want us to be conscious. Every day when you go out, when you live your life, ask yourself, which dimension have you opened your heart to? Which dimension have you opened your heart to? But for us, the conversation about opening the heart to, the, to this other dimension is not what we are even having. What we are talking about is that we need to make more room in our heart for heaven to flow to earth. We need to. We need to. Because you are the salvation of humanity. Jesus is. Ultimately, he has done his part. It is time for us to do our part. I'm serious. It is time for you. You know, he came, he finished. He said it is finished. And then he handed over the continuity of the salvation of man to the church. Because the church is a finalization of God's plan for man. The church is a finalization of God's plan for humanity. And who is the church? You are the church. So if you don't stand, a time will come. People won't know what is right or wrong anymore. People won't be able to decipher what is wrong anymore. Because right now, the lines are kind of getting blurry. So God is raising you to shine 
shine so that you can continue to do what? Show that this is right and that is wrong. Because we are in a day right now where evil will have to be evil and good will have to be good. No middle ground. And a lot of people are lost because they can't see the lines anymore. So God is counting on you and I to uphold the singular standard and to see, say, this is good. That is evil. That's why we have to open our heart to this of that dimension. And so these are the requirements and the responsibilities in the most holy place. There is no middle ground. Let's rise to our feet. And I want us to pray, just sing this single prayer and say, God, I open my heart and I dedicate my heart completely to you. I open my heart. I dedicate my porter to you. Any man that says his or her portal is not dedicated to either of these dimensions is a lie. It's a lie. And this dedication today is not just what we do once in a while. I want to be perpetually open to the upper realm. I want to be perpetually open to heaven. I want to be perpetually open to, 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 to eternity, to the dimensions in eternity. Father, I rededicate my portal to you. That everything that flows through me into the earth will be what is proceeding from your heart. Everything that flows through me to the earth will be what is flowing from your heart. Hey, Maleka Shela Bronde Kaliande Katala Broskolia. The sinful nature that man is born with is what, the, is what this dimension, hell, takes advantage of to flow into the earth. But for those of us who have been born again and who are on this journey, there is nothing that hell can take advantage of in our lives to flow into the earth. The more you are yielded to God, the more you allow self to be removed, the more you allow flesh to be dealt with, the more you are able to open your heart to heaven and for principles and values from this realm to flow into the earth. Because if you are still having certain struggles, selfishness, works of the flesh, desires of the flesh, carnality, hell will take advantage of those things to flow into the earth. That is how it works. But the more of yourself you give to God, the more of yourself you give to God, not just only dealing with sin, the blood of Jesus deals with sin. But you have to work out your salvation with trembling and with fear to be able to deal with flesh and with self. And so the more you allow flesh and self to be dealt with on the inside of you, the more your portal is open to heaven. And the more of light, the more light you can bring to earth. But if there are still things in your life that the enemy can take advantage of, he will use it to perpetuate his intent. He will use it to facilitate the flow of principles, activities from hell into earth. I want us to come to a place where we do are not just good one day and then we fluctuate. I want this. This has to become our new default. Where our heart is completely open to God. Has to become our new default. Has to become our new default. Because the one who has shown love in one sense can turn 
and show hatred. The same Peter that caught the revelation of the, of the Son of God, the identity of Jesus, few minutes later, it became a stumbling block. That is why it is important for us to fully come into the most holy place where there is no self. Where there is no self. Because once self is still there, the enemy can still use it to derail us. And when we are derailed, the earth will be full of darkness. You are a point of light in the earth. You are a point of light in the earth. You are a point of light in the earth. Let your portal become wider. Let your portal become wider. So we can facilitate greater light in the world. So we can facilitate greater light in the world. So we facilitate greater light in the world. That is our rising and shining. You cannot arise and shine if you don't have light on the inside of you. You cannot arise and shine if your portal is now open to the light dimension, which is heaven. This is a light dimension. This is a dimension of darkness. And if your heart is not open to the dimension of light, light will not flow through your heart to this dark world. And so, the world is counting on you. The world is counting on us. Darkness is on the rise in the earth. God is asking for more point of light. God is asking for more point of light. The point of light that are not tainted. Not tainted by flesh and not tainted by self. That is the point of light that God is asking for today. That is the point of light that God is asking for today. Not the point of light that has proclivity both for good and evil. For love and hatred. Today you can show love and then tomorrow something happens the same person you have confessed love to. How can you be in love and declare love to your wife or your husband and you show so much love and you declare love and then the next thing you can't stand the same man, you can't stand the same woman. What has happened? As we allow God purge us through and through, it will amaze certain things that you realize you don't even have capacity to do. You will not have capacity to hate when you're supposed to love. You won't have capacity to cheat. You won't have capacity to want to pull others down so you can rise. You won't have the capacity to contribute to the darkness that is ravaging the earth. All that will be emanating from you will be light. All that will be emanating from you will be light. And that is where God is calling us into. That is the character of the most holy place. I want us to hold hands here and just say God as a prophetic symbol of the joining of our heart together in this place. And we're telling God, we're providing you a giant porter. We're providing you a giant porter. Hey, 
we are providing you a giant portal. Our hearts are connected. Our hearts are connected. We are in this together because we know that working alone, there's just very little that we can do. But as we concentrate all our individual light, as we bring all of that together, we are able to shine brighter into the earth. We are able to shine brighter. There's a measure of light that the world is yet to see. There's a measure of light and a dimension of light that the world has not seen. Father, we are giving you room. Oh, Father, I join my heart with my brother. I join my heart with those of my sisters to present you a giant portal that is connected to your heart so that your divine purposes can flow into the earth unhindered. In the name of Jesus, we present you, oh God, a giant portal. The finishing church presents you a giant portal because our hearts are connected. Our hearts are joined together. We are in the same process, the same purification process, the same purifying process, the same process of scrutiny, of being made, of being washed, of being cleansed, oh God. And so, Father, we join our heart together so that we can provide you a big opening for light to flow into the earth. Our hearts are joined together. The world will see a kind of light that they have never seen before. The world will see a kind of light that they have never seen before. Through us, oh God, the world will see a kind of light that they've never seen before. Dimensions of you that have not been released into the earth. Dimensions of you that man has not seen, that no ears have even heard, will begin to be released into the earth through each and every one of us, both as individuals and as a kingdom community. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray that even as we have joined our heart together, and as the heaven is opened, the dimension of heaven is open. We declare right now, cause your purposes to begin to flow into the earth. Cause your purposes to begin to flow into the earth. Let's pray into that. Let's press into that. Let's press into that, Father. Let your purposes flow into our nation, Nigeria. Let your purposes flow into our nation, Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, we make room for you. We make room for you. We make room for you. Male kata labro makali ande kate lebro mashere bronde. Leke lebro koto malabro nde kali ande kata. Male kata labro koto malabro nde kali ande. Mashere bro. We facilitate your will. We facilitate your purpose. In the name of Jesus, we declare by this joining of heart together, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the city of Abuja, because we are here and we have presented you a giant opening, a giant portal, we declare let your will be done in Abuja as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we declare over our nation, Nigeria, Father, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. We facilitate the flow of your purposes into the earth. Let your will be done on the continent of Africa, in Europe, Asia, North and South America, in Australia, 
in the Antarctica, we declare, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We present you this giant portal, Father. Self will not stand in the way. Flesh will not stand in the way. Sin will not stand in the way of what you want to do in the midst of the last days. And let each and every one of us be the embodiment of this corporate grace and anointing. In the name of Jesus. Cause each and every one of us to be able to carry this corporate anointing without leakage. In the name of Jesus. Father, we will carry your fullness as individuals without leakage. In the name of Jesus. The fullness of your essence, of your glory, of your nature, of your character, we will carry in the earth without leakage in the name of Jesus. Beyond, oh God, the prayer and what I have shared today, I know in my spirit that you want to do much more, that you are ready to do much more. And so, Father, we say, have your way. Have your way, Father. Have your way, Father. Have your way, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's be seated. The world will not see us coming. Hallelujah. The world will not see us coming. But this is what it looks like as we allow God to work in us as individuals. And as we join our heart together, what we are able to do is that we are able to present to God a big portal for light to flow into the earth. And the reason why that is, is so that some people can be saved as a result. Because the rate at which darkness is growing right now is unprecedented. All you need to do is turn on your TV, pick up the newspaper. But at the same time, God is raising point of light in the earth. And you are that point of light. Hallelujah. And you will shine. You will shine. You will shine. In the name of Jesus. I want to say this. And I don't know how to say it. When a season where we will have certain experiences. Or people will experience us in certain ways that they will not understand. People will experience us in certain ways that they will not understand. Around somewhere in North Central, a man, a pastor, and his son were kidnapped. And they were in their den. As the people were sleeping, they were hearing noise. And then they wake up, they woke up and they came and said, Who are the people? Who are the people? Who are the people? And they came and said, No, we are here. Nothing is happening. What they were hearing, they were hearing noise. And there was one particular voice that stood out. And I believe they were hearing the Son of Man. Do you know at the end of that whole encounter, one of them got saved? As a matter of fact, one of them gave the son a smartphone. The point I'm making is this. We are coming into a season where they touch a believer. They touch fire. We are coming into a place where there is no blood of a believer that will be spilled for nothing. As the blood flows, thousands of them will be saved. We are coming into a place where they can't touch a believer and nothing happens in the realm of darkness. That's where we are coming to right now. That even if, even if the plan is for us to go through that means, it won't be in vain. There will be a shaking in their camp. That's where we are coming to right now. That's where we are coming to right now. Because if they had known 
they would not have crucified the son of glory. That they touch you, they touch fire. Honestly, that's where we are coming. Because of what God is going to be deposited on the inside of us. That's why I said the kind of power that God is going to release in the midst of the light is not the type that we have seen. It's not the type we have seen. It's not the type we have seen. And so that's what God is preparing us for. So don't be alarmed that the darkness is growing around us. That's why you see this process we are going through is very important. Because the darkness is growing at a rate. It's growing so fast. So our own development in light has to be, as a matter of fact, has to go beyond the rate at which the darkness is growing to be able to match it, to be able to subdue it. And so I want to encourage you. This is what God is building on the inside of you. It may be tough on your flesh, but trust me, trust me, there's something that God is doing. There's a dimension of power that is releasing on the inside of you. There's something that he's doing. Because like I said, it is our purity that will fight the battles for us. It is our purity that will fight the battles for us. It is the purity of our life that will fight the battles for us. You will find yourself in situations and circumstances that you will not be able to pray. But the light that you carry on the inside will go forth for you. That's what will be the battle. That's what will fight the battle for you. And then if you ever open your mouth to speak, it will go like a sword, like a javelin piercing the heart of the enemy. That is where God is bringing us to. That's why I said the, the kind of power, is not the one that we've seen so far. I mean, it's, it will so happen, you will see it manifest. You won't be able to, as a matter of fact, you will, you will not be able to take credit for it. You won't be able to build ministry around it because you will know that this one is beyond you. This is God. This is God. And so let's keep building our lives. Anytime negative thoughts or some of those who are from the other side want to infiltrate to your heart, shield your heart. Say no. Anytime life wants to push you to do what you know is not in alignment with the, with the activities and the way life is designed in heaven, restrain yourself. Because that's where the battle is. The battle is in your mind. That, that's supposedly neutral ground, the inner man. You have to yield it to God completely. Hallelujah. So, and there's so much more to know about where we are and where we are going. But it's a journey. It's a journey. Let's be diligent. Let's be consistent. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What God has in store for you and I. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.